Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven fempreneurs learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Turn your dreams into actionable, marketable, and profitable plans and make your business irresistible. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, and I'm going to just cut right to the chase today because I am super excited about today's guest. If you're a bombshell and you're like me, you're probably um, a wine lover, if not a wine connoisseur, and today we're going to get to talk to somebody all about her wine and winemaking abilities and To top it all off, she's a redhead, but let me give you her official bio first, and then we're going to dig into this awesome interview that I've been waiting all week for. So Marissa's love affair, and oh, let me back up for a second. Her name is Marissa Sergi, and Marissa's love affair with wine started in the basement of her parents' home with a sippy cup at age five. In fifth grade, she went public with her dream of being a winemaker, a third-generation winemaker. She came by her career choice naturally, having grown up in the family winery business, and in 2015, she graduated from Cornell with a degree in enology and viticulture, and I'm hoping I pronounced those right. Uh, she also interned for and worked at E&J Gallo Winery in California, and her senior year capstone project at Cornell led to the launch of Redhead Wine, a unique blend of California Zinfandel and Chilean Carmenere. Her overall goal is to create an iconic brand with a broad product line. I am so excited to welcome you to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to speak with you. I feel like we're soul sisters in a way, like just, you know, we're both redheads and we have so many commonalities. It's unbelievable. So I'm just glad to be a part of your show and get to know you better as well. Absolutely. So I have to, I have to kind of tell the background story on this. Um, you know, I've got a book launch coming up. So the Bombshell Businesswoman's coming out in October. And so we've got a really hard and fast mapped out um, content uh, calendar and that sort of thing. And then Marissa and I, uh, she, I think you sent me something on Twitter, the, your new video, which I'm going to put in the show notes and we'll talk about that. Um, because I have in my Twitter bio that, um, I run on, uh, red wine, hot wings in the freeway room. So she's got the whole red wine, hot wings thing in her promotional video. And from that point on, we kind of tweeted back and forth. I'm like, all right, we're putting a pause in the plan. She's coming on the show. Like <laughs> we need to go hang out, go on vacation together. Cause we're obviously long lost sisters. So. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I saw your Twitter bio that you love hot wings and wine. I'm like, oh my goodness, this girl needs to connect with me. So I reached out <laughs> and, you know, sent you my video so you could see that I was not BSing you. It's the real deal over here. <laughs> You're like, I have documented proof. <laughs> so exactly. let's, let's talk about that a little bit because the, I mean, so many things happening right there. Um, one, you shared a video that absolutely showed your brand personality which captivated me and it completely got my attention. And then on top of that, I mean, I'm not like official media or anything, but it, it, it was attention getting from the fact that I, then I wanted to interview, like it was like a non-negotiable for me. I was going to make you do it even if you don't want to. So, <laughs> so talk about the, the video and, and why you did it and kind of the process behind that, your motivation and expectations of it. Absolutely. So as a young entrepreneur, um, well, I was going to school at Cornell and at the time I really was an entrepreneur. 
although I had kind of my blood because my grandfather and father were entrepreneurs as well. Um, I was going to school for winemaking and part of the capstone project that I started was a wine label. And I had the one on campus. I received an email about free hot wings at a meeting, but you had to be an entrepreneur. So I thought to myself, well, I'm not really a businesswoman right now, but I do have a product so I can kind of go into this meeting kind of under the radar, scoop up some free wings, which were absolutely delicious. <laughs> wings over brand wings, yeah. the best. Yes. Um, so I, I went, but uh, the professor who was running the meeting was like, hey, if you're a student entrepreneur, you have to give a 60-second elevator pitch. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> what is an elevator pitch? What am I doing here? I, I was completely panicking and went in the back of the room, quickly Googled wine industry facts, slapped something together really fast, and all of a sudden I was nominated for the college within Cornell that I was attending, the uh, College of Agriculture and Life Sciences, um, for their Business of the Year uh, nominee. So, what? So. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. So quickly by accident, just because I wanted some free food, um, I became this rising entrepreneurial star within my college and I decided to get some people to mentor me to really help shape this pitch for the formal competition and there's a five thousand dollar prize so this whole video that I sent you showcased my love of uh, free food especially hot wings led me to become the CEO winemaker and founder of Redhead Wine because I want people to see yeah I'm a real person um, we all are guilty about going to meetings because there's free food and showing up, but it could really turn into something significant. So a lot of the success that I found is just kind of being able to show up to places to meet people and really get those experiences. So there's a lot of underlying messages, but showing people that really fun, lighthearted journey that took me to becoming this entrepreneur I am today. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love the whole thinking on your feet thing. And isn't that just always a story with entrepreneurs? I mean, if you that's a that's a skill you need to learn is to be able to just quickly pull something out of the old filing cabinet. And I mean, like your tail end, um, because you don't always have, you know, some research team behind you to prep you or a communications team like you've just got to figure it out. Um, but I think the absolutely the thing that I love most about that, I mean, other than it's your story and that I also love hot wings and I just got every piece of that video, including the, you know, meeting at the college and just remembering all of that. It's, you know, wine's fun. And if you don't think that wine's fun, then you're probably not one of your ideal customers anyways. So, um, you know, for somebody that really enjoys the, the journey of wine and learning about wine and tasting the different notes and pairing it with different foods, like that lightheartedness, but that like, extreme commitment to the family business that I just think that speaks so well to the people that you're targeting. Absolutely. Just I'm living in my target market right now. I'm a, a millennial, I'm a woman, and I really want to be able to showcase that I'm a, I'm a real person, but I really have a lot of uh, business sense. I'm trying to bring this quality product to uh, share my passion of wine with everyone that I reach through Redhead. That's awesome. 
So um, speaking of your passion, there's a lot that goes into winemaking. There's the business side, there's a creative side, there's the technical side, there's the growing, there's the sourcing. I mean, there's like what wine glass, uh, you know, wine bottle glass do we use? Use cork or cap? You know, there's so many things that go into that. So how do you navigate focusing in your areas of strength, but then relying on other experts to do their thing to help you be successful? Absolutely. I've really learned and grown around of people who are in the wine industry as I am a third generation winemaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I, through my education at Cornell, it's really helped me realize what resources, what grapes I really want to be using, what um, supplies as well to bring a premium packaging to my brand, but also my internship in California for about uh, three months that led to full-time, about a year and a half full-time in the uh, wine industry in California, really helped shape my uh, theories and kind of the pathways I wanted to take to really elevate the brand to a really high standard for the very beginning. Yeah. Of course, I mean, going to trade shows and other networking events that showcases um, different products and other innovations I could add to my product has really been helpful too. Well, let's talk a little bit about risk-taking because um, you've entered a tough industry. I mean, F&B in general and then and then specifically winemaking. I mean, that's that's not the easiest industry to get into. And, and you've just dove in headfirst and have had some great success already. So tell us about your philosophies on taking risks. Yeah, taking risks is definitely something that is not a natural thing. It's kind of one of those uh, scenarios you have to be into kind of filter out the fear you have and a huge advice that I give out to people when I'm speaking is just the answer is always no if you don't ask so really embracing that uh, little piece of advice really has helped me push to limit to really reach out to people um, to realize that if I at least have a few experienced entrepreneurs or business people on my side can really help mentor me and guide me through this process of building a business from zero to hopefully a nationwide distributed brand um, has been really beneficial to me. And I really want people to realize that everyone has started with nothing. Either it's their uh, families three generations ago, starting with uh, immigrating to America or different countries, starting that a mom and pop shop that led to a huge entrepreneurial enterprise um, or just really um, starting from scratch. Like we all are in this together, regardless of the levels that we're starting at. So I kind of really view that as a holistic process where, you know, I'm only 23. I'm still starting out. I'm just getting my distribution channels um, really developed. But even if I'm 10 years in the future, really successful. I'm, I'm really not going to change except being a little smarter, a little more confident and having more resources to help people. So um, even with those risks, there are rewards and people um, need to really embrace being able to give back to people who are doing the same thing as they were maybe five, 10 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is just something I realized along my journey that there is no way in the world that I can ever pay back any of my mentors. But what I could do is pay it forward. And that has just been a huge value that that has been 
uh, shared with me uh, through just the actions and the commitment that my mentors have, have given me. Like, how dare I not do that for somebody else? Exactly. I, I really enjoy giving back to people. And yeah, well, like, as I said, like I'm very young, but it doesn't really matter how much experience you have as long as you're able to at least make a difference in someone's life, either just opening the door or sending that email, connecting them to someone that might be able to help them. Just being able to make small differences could really lead to you know more larger accomplishments for just people in general. Absolutely. Ah, I love it. See, we're soul sisters. This is it. (laughs) Perfect. And I also want to point out, you know, there's, there's such a kind of in the male entrepreneurial world It's like, you know, they're just like jump and then figure it out. You know, they're just very aggressive about things. And women tend to, in general, I'm speaking in generalities here. Um, women tend to in general, uh, not want to take risks. And I think what you just described is how I eventually learned how to uh, take risks. I'm, I'm naturally a risk taker anyways. I'm, I've got like an innovative personality. But what I learned is that you can take calculated risks. And, and when you have just a little bit of it, like enough information to know, like if the worst thing that could happen happens, I'm okay with that. That's a different kind of risk than just blindly jumping with no plan. And it sounds like you've just surrounded yourself with the right people. And, you know, I've got a, I've got a whole section in my book just talking about all the people who invested in me and taught me different things and how you, you know, you can't learn everything. You can't have every experience, but you can borrow the experience of others. And then you have that, those data points that you can take these risks with and at least know you've hedged your bets a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, calculated risk is so important. You're not saying like you mentioned earlier to dive in blindly, but uh, there's always going to be that gray area where you could have those known unknowns or unknown unknowns. And definitely it's been instrumental for the success I've had to really reach out and have people mentor me and help guide me through this process because I don't have an MBA. I only have a bachelor of science degree in the science of winemaking, viticulture, and ology. So I'm really I only to- have these things and I only oh, I- have my own wine label and I'm 23. <laughs> like, come on. You okay. have a, you have a, like a, a life, a life MBA, like on, on the go MBA. <laughs> exactly. 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 And, you know, it's great to have that formal education to really, um, understand a lot of the back end of things. And um, really know what you're doing, especially when it comes to numbers or certain data points you're looking at or, you know, profit and, profit and loss sheets, all that fun. But it's, it's really important to have that hands-on experience, too. So I'm kind of thrown into this mix right now, but it's a wild ride and I wouldn't change it for anything. So I can't complain I've had that experience. You'll swim and then you'll get better and better and better and better. You already are. I'm just saying like you're 23. Oh my gosh. Like imagine when you're 33, what are you going to do in the next 10 years? It's just crazy. It is unbelievable to even think about it. <laughs> so let's talk about um, the key to sales because this, you, you have multiple markets. So you have like grocery stores or liquor stores, or actually I guess the distributors who, who um, will carry you in different states and you have the end user, the actual wine drinker. So what have you learned about sales that has helped you get to where you are? It's definitely being hands-on. Just although I'm kind of a small company right now, I have two people on the payroll, um, you really have to show up and 
be thankful for all the people who have helped you. Like I'm working with a distribution company, so I have sales reps that are supposed to, you know, present my product and go into stores and build displays. But although I have that sales force, I'm in the stores physically making sure the bottles are facing nicely on the shelves or that I've met the wine steward who helps hand sell the wine in certain grocery stores or that mom and pop place. Um, really showing that I care that uh, my product is there and I want to see what I could do to better service that store. It's been really important to um, really go into as many locations as possible to really ask them what they need and what I could better deliver on my end. Because you really can't assume people know what you want or you assume that you know what a certain uh, store individual needs. Just asking has been so instrumental to increasing the sales for Redhead. Absolutely. I love that. And I think there's, especially in the food and beverage uh, world, there's always that sense of kind of like, well, you know, well, I know the owner or the owner stops in and checks on me. There's just a, there's just something about that or the chef or, you know, the, that's, that's something that I think is important, um, especially in your industry. Of course, I've been in the hospitality industry for ever and a day. Um, and grew up in it too. So um, I just love how caring you are. And I think that will translate for sure um, for years to come. So let's talk about, speaking of sales, um, tell me about your Walmart experience because I've seen some tweets about that and um, and I know there's some potential exciting things happening for you. Absolutely. And I have to say, it still feels like it's not real. Um <laughs> I was just in Ar- Bentonville, Arkansas last Wednesday for Walmart's Open Call event. It's an event they have every year to invite U.S. manufactured products to their headquarters and have a buyer meeting. So this was, I believe, the fourth annual Open Call event. They had over 750 companies come Oh, my goodness. To pitch. Wow. It was such an exciting event because not only do they have their official open call day, they had a pre-meeting the day before. They had all of us in a room with um, someone who had success with Walmart who just started in our shoes sitting in those seats. Um, explain how she felt, how the process went for her. She actually didn't get a, a, a yes immediately. So Walmart came to her and said, hey, we love your product, but we would want these tweaks made so you could better fit our stores and our customers because Walmart's very customer centric. So if they believe a product would be better suited for their market because it'll be more beneficial, they'll come to you and ask that because I mean, Walmart has over 8,600 stores in the United States alone. Wow. You definitely want to make sure your product is up to their par because they definitely know a lot about the trends and what people are wanting. Um, as their customers. So yeah, I dare say they um, dabble in market research. I mean, <laughs> with that oh, many yeah. <laughs> I mean, over 145 million people visit their stores on a weekly basis wow. in the United States. That is mind blowing. No um, but that process was so amazing because the associates were so helpful. They um, answered all of our questions, made sure we knew where we were going. Um, so not only was it a very upbeat and exciting event, but it was very low stress as well. Um, 
They even gave us tips on how to have a successful buyer meeting um, and really made sure that we had that um, wonderful experience. Um, but for me, when I went to the buyer meeting, I had an amazing presentation. I had everything prepared from the marketing to my story, why I wanted to work with Walmart and potential um, sheets they would look at to order certain quantities based on seasonality. So I showed them that I not wanted, I didn't only want to make a sale to them. I wanted to be a strategic partner. And that's really important when signing on to a really large company such as Walmart. Yeah, it's great to make money, but you want longevity with a partnership, not just a, a one-off yeah. um, type of order from them. And then it doesn't go anywhere from there. Yeah. Because if you help them be successful in the end, you're, you're winning in, in that effort. So what are your next, well, I, let me ask you out and then I need to go back um, and ask another question, but what are your next steps with Walmart? Yeah. So right now I am flying back to Bentonville, Arkansas, July 18th through 22nd. I'm interviewing with some of their uh, video production places a little more so I could help push their open call event um, because it's such an important part of Walmart's initiative to buy more U.S. made products. Mm -hmm. Um, But right now we're just working together to get ready for when Redhead will hit shelves for the first time in Walmart, which will be around September. So we're figuring out what exact locations, how much they're going to order, the supply chain, just really keeping that open-ended communication because uh, we really want to make sure that uh, we're working together to make sure it's a really powerful and successful kickoff. So right now I'm kind of just waiting to get some responses back and I'll get more solid information July 18th for sure. That's Awesome. Okay. So I just want everybody who is listening for every excuse that you have for not doing what you really want to do. I want you to hear this 23 year old winemaker who went to go find some hot wings, threw together a pitch and now is going to be on the shelves of Walmart. Okay. So there are no excuses. There's just always intention, 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 and following through. I mean, this is just incredible. How did you even hear about the um, open call event that Walmart has? Yes. I've been working with the Youngstown business incubator, which has been ranked on the top in the globe, which is amazing, right in my hometown. They emailed me that there was an opportunity to pitch Walmart on the national level. Uh, They're looking for Ohio-made products. So uh, right now, Redhead is a California wine, but I buy all of the grapes from California, so it's a piece of California without the plane ride. (laughs) I decided, oh, why not take a chance, see if they're going to want to approve my application. So... I filled it out to the best of my ability and was very thankful to receive an approved status to book my travel to the open hall, open call event. So it was very easy and Walmart really made it um, even more seamless because they were really open to people contacting them for questions or issues they had with their application. So it was a really nice process. So anyone listening right now, keep an eye out for Walmart's open call event next year. It should happen around the same time in June, end of June, um, and apply because you never know. It's definitely going to change my life, and I can already tell it's changed my life, and it's only been a week. You know, I'm so young. And to be able to say that I've made a deal with a Fortune 100 company with only three people, including myself, 
on the payroll is kind of unbelievable. Just really making sure you have the right resources and that confidence to um, just go after an opportunity that you know could really be huge for your business is something really, really awesome. And I thank Walmart for that. That's, I mean, just incredible. It's just absolutely incredible. And I have to say, you know, her, her, she is a a winemaker by trade, but you know, by being a redhead, she is definitely full of piss and vinegar. And I think there's (laughs) something to learn from that, that sometimes you just got to, you know, build up that chutzpah and and get out there and, and command what it is that you want, because if you don't, somebody else will. So it could have been you or somebody else sitting there pitching to Walmart, getting your deal because you, you didn't, you know, have the, the fortitude to go do it. So that's, it just speaks so highly to your initiative. Absolutely. It's been an unreal ride. That's for sure. And if I can do it, anyone else can. It's just asking the right people to help you along the way. Yeah. My friend Lindsay always says, no's are free. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, let's wrap up with maybe some, some general, some general thoughts, um, on unconventional thinking. Cause I know you've, you just like stay outside of the box. You've learned a lot, but as an entrepreneur, it's, you know, everything's kind of like Mr. Toad's wild ride. So can you talk a little bit about how unconventional thinking has helped Redhead Wine? Yes. So something that's really been important to me is to making sure I don't reinvent the wheel with this startup. I mean, wine is such a competitive industry. Over 5,000 labels are competitively in the market and over like I think 100,000 plus are approved every year through the government. So trying to really showcase some innovative ways of getting the product known to people and uh, the marketing. I'm not just telling you to buy the product you're learning from me and all that fun has been so instrumental. So um, I'm definitely doing a lot of guerrilla marketing. Social media is great, but it's kind of the crutch to support all of my other uh, large initiatives. Um, So I'm really trying to work with local businesses to really collaborate on their level using their channels or um, I'm educating people about wine. So I'm making people more comfortable shopping in the wine section, let alone educating them about redhead. Wine is such a, could be such a snobby type of um, product if um, people look at it that way. But really, wine really enhances your dining experience and life's, you know, moments you have and being able to feel comfortable going down that aisle and looking at the hundreds of choices or depending on the store thousands of choices and knowing how to navigate it and pick out what you want is really important so I've been working on a educational series called 60 second wine hacks that I'm going to be releasing very soon fun really trying to get those uh channels out there with all that education and showcasing the fun side of the brand, especially through that new video I showed you. Uh Um, So I want people to see that I'm just a regular person that kind of went after her dreams and also stumbled upon some lucky scenarios as well. (laughs) Well, that's definitely always a, a, at least a small part of everyone's success. It's like, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of hard work, a lot of follow through and a sprinkle of, of luck for everyone. Absolutely. Well, 
Marissa, is there any parting advice that you want to share with our listeners today, that fellow bombshells that are out there grinding, trying to make their dream come true? Yes, it's definitely never too late. Um, if you don't start today, tomorrow will never come. I've, I've seen so many of my friends say, I'll start tomorrow, I'll start tomorrow. But tomorrow already has another day coming after it. So just start now, send an email, reach out to that friend that you want to reconnect with or just buy that URL or that social media handle, create it, just go for it, make baby steps. And once you start, it's going to be so much easier to get that ball rolling. And, and, and honestly, the hardest part is starting. And once yes. you get that little flame lit and you add more logs to the fire, you'll be able to build more momentum and really gain more confidence in what you're doing. So I really suggest that you just go for it and stop waiting. Marissa, I just can't even tell you how delightful this interview has been is everything that I thought it would be and more. You're you're astute you. and um, she's in Florida right now, y'all, and she's taking the time to share these experiences with you so that you can strengthen your own plan and um, and move forward with the same sort of tenacity to make your bombshell dream come true. So what we'll do is if you go to amberhurdle.com forward slash podcasts with an S, amberhurdle.com forward slash podcasts with an S, you can find the show notes to Marissa's episode. And I'll put in the, the video that got us kicked off together, the um, all of her social media handles, of course, her website, so you can stay in the loop of where you can find her wine. And um, I just, I wish you, we we're going to stay in touch, but I'm going to go ahead and say yes. on the air, <laughs> I wish you all the success in the world. And I can't wait to see what happens with Walmart. Thanks again for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Amber. It's been a lot of fun. All right. Okay, bombshells. Well, be sure that you visit the show notes, take action this week, and tune in for the next episode of the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit AmberHurdle.com for more resources and be sure to tune in again. Cheers to you, bombshell. <laughs>